Oh, yeah. You know what time it is. That's right. It's time for the Eddie and Webby Podcast. Yo, I'm going to bust out some theme song action for you. Check it out. The Eddie and Webby Show is the place to be. They're talking about beer and pickleball and technology. So if you didn't know, now you know. Because it's time for the Eddie and Webby Show. On today's episode, Eddie and Webby try to get the high score in Donkey Kong. This is the Eddie and Webby Podcast. I bet you can't stab me with that Wolverine claw. Oh, yeah? See, told you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, how's it going? This is Webby, not Eddie. And I'm Eddie. This is our 23rd podcast. Oh, yeah. Episode number 23. Or is it 23? 23. Tw- I don't know. <laughs> this is our 23rd podcast, which is pretty great, because that means we have 22 other podcasts. That does. I do think the number 23 comes after 22. I think you're right. Yeah. Super exciting, though. We have another another great show in store for you guys today. We do. Yes. We actually have another special guest host who's going to be hosting with us today. A special guest host? Yes. Can you believe that? We've only done that once before. That's right. <laughs> and now it's going to happen for a second time. Uh, I want to introduce nice. you to him. So this gentleman has actually many interest like we have very similar interests which is nice interesting yeah he's an avid pickleball player plays in tournaments he was actually a committee member is a committee member of the grand rapids pickleball club Hmm. he's big into craft beer nice and his career actually deals with selling ingredients to breweries as well that's pretty cool yeah in addition to that he's also a stand-up comedian oh nice that's very cool yes so please welcome to the Eddie Webby Show, Matt Loria. Thanks, guys, for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. I'm excited, man. I think I said to you guys when I first got on the camera here, but I think I'm the first real fan that you guys have had <laughs> on the show here now. So I am That's awesome. thrilled. You I... guys hit like my islands, like craft beer, pickleball, comedy. Like if you could just have like tigers. Like Detroit Tigers, which you kind of do, uh, you yeah. know, with your hat on. And the glass right there. Exactly. <laughs> so if we could just add like hip hop into the mix. That'd just be like, that's it. And that's the only thing I need to do to exist. We could sprinkle in some hip hop, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> I'm just Good. excited to hear that you're a legit fan to uh, to prove that there actually is a fan out there. That's I, that's awesome to hear. <laughs> I thought it was like my mom and some aunts that liked us, but we actually have a fan. That's pretty exciting. That's very cool. I'm making up for it. I did a whole review on iTunes and everything. It's just like I'm turning on both of my friends to your guys' podcast. So there might be three nice. fans. Who knows? Yep. And we didn't even pay him to leave us a positive review. Yeah. All the other ones were paid, definitely. So yeah. Um, it's funny, Matt. I was actually originally drawn to you because of Instagram. You <laughs> you have the best Instagram handle, Party Girl Chica 420 yes. How did you come up with that? Oh, man. I used to say it on stage, and it's such a hack joke now that I just removed it. But I used to say, um, I grew up in the days of Instant Messenger, AOL Instant Messenger, and uh, everybody's like screen names would be something ridiculous, like uh, you know, uh, 
big chick, you know, like uh, <laughs> party girl Chica 420. So I was like, I'm going to name my daughter Party Girl Chica 420. So then her instant messenger name will be like Margaret, you know, like <laughs> something so plain. But you can see why I dropped it from the act. You know, not very good. I but thought it was good. It's nonsense, too, because when you, you try to give it out, like I do comedy podcasts or people will be like, where can we follow you? And I'm like, Instagram. I'm like, what's your handle? And you're like, ah, uh, Party Girl Chica. <laughs> you're like, that's a you, not an I. So it's. Well, it's funny because we've been communicating on Instagram, and the other day, my my wife, she saw that I was chatting with somebody named Party Girl Chica, and she's like, wait a second, who is this Party Girl Chica lady? <laughs> I sound like a bot, like a bot that's trying to spam you or something. <laughs> like, even the bots have more creative names, like alone and looking for love, and I'm just like, 420, what up? You know, I used to think it was like a joke, too, like my... uh. So, um, uh, what would it be? Uh, Snapchat. My handle on that is uh, Chief Bro Boss, because I didn't know like I was going to be utilizing these things later in life. That's awesome, man. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of good topics to talk with Matt about today. Uh, before we jump into a lot of those, Webby, what's going on in Twitter? Ah, uh, yes, Twitter. The Twitter sphere has been blowing up lately. Here's a comment from. Sean Keel O'Neill, how did at Eddie and Webby possibly manage to get the CEO of Paddletech to agree to be on their show? That was awesome and very informative. I agree. That was awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. Curtis is a cool guy, man. Yeah. Super, super down to earth, easy to talk to. That was, that was really cool. And to answer his question of how did we possibly manage to get him on, I have no idea. <laughs> like, I still don't know why he agreed to be on our show, but I love that he agreed to be on. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> that was impressive. All right, here's another comment from Squirt Gun Kelly. Yo, at Eddie and Webby's Pickleball Music Mashup is dope. We want more. Well, thanks for the comment, Squirt Gun Kelly. Uh, and I'm glad he brought that up because, for those of you that don't know, we just recently dropped our new music video. Yep. That's right, the long-awaited, the long-hyped, the long-teased follow-up to the Pickleball Anthem and it's what we like to call the Pickleball Music Mashup Volume 1. Yes. By Volume 1, does that mean there's going to be many more volumes? You'll just have to stay tuned to find out, but uh, there's a very good chance. And uh, yes, there will be more. Okay. Good, good. <laughs> and actually, if you click right there, you'll see it, as a matter of fact. So right. go ahead and do yourself a favor and click right there. Yes. I ran a, um, we have a Grand Rapids Pickleball Club. We have a Friday Night Lights Tournament. Uh, once a month and every summer month. And uh, I ended up playing the pickleball anthem, like in a timeout during the tournament. And I got to tell you, man, it's amazing how you guys can get uh, 55-year-old uh, retirees and 70-year-old retirees to listen to hip-hop when you guys use <laughs> the sound of a paddle hitting a ball as part of the beat. Nice. It like spoke to like all their snowbird souls. It was <laughs> Nice. So uh, you, you really... It's, it's very much like uh, almost like subliminal advertising. I like what you've done with that. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. All right. How about we check one more comment on Twitter? Yes. This one comes from Pickleless Cage. Pickleless says, did Eddie really sign up for women's doubles? Because that is definitely what he said in episode 20. <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yeah, I actually, I meant to bring that up to you. Um, when I listened back to episode 20, you did, in fact, say that you were doing men's doubles and women's doubles in an upcoming tournament. Well, thank you for that feedback. In fact, that actually makes me think of a new section that we're going to be adding to the podcast where we talk about all the times that we actually do uh, screw up and say the wrong thing. Oh, really? Yes. Do you have anything that you have for that list? As a matter of fact, uh, I do not. I mean, I, I come prepared. I, I get my facts straight before I come on this show. Yep. You, you have your stuff in order before we start. I do. I'm a, I'm a true professional, unlike some others. Yes. Me, I like to shoot from the cuff a little bit. And I actually have three things that I want to talk about today that I need to. It's almost like a retraction in the newspaper, right? <laughs> I need to retract the comment that I said. Uh, and yes, our last Twitter commenter brought it up. In episode 20, I did say that I registered for women's doubles, but I didn't mean women's doubles. I meant mixed doubles. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I knew what you meant, and it just I, I did not catch it at the time. But when I recently rewatched episode 20, I caught it, and I was pretty much in tears from laughter because I didn't catch it the first time around, and I thought it was pretty hilarious. Just for the record, it's mixed doubles, <laughs> not women's doubles. Also in episode 20, I screwed up again. We were talking about how I've been watching a lot of pickleball on YouTube lately, and there's always been like a top commenter who keeps commenting on all of the, and I kept saying foot fouls, but it's actually foot fault. That's the correct term. I said foot fouls. I can't tell you how many times. It's really a foot fault. That's what it's called in pickleball. Interesting. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, the stupidity just, I missed it again. No, just kidding. <laughs> Well, there is one other thing that I want to clear up as well. In the last podcast with Curtis Smith, the CEO of Paddletech, he when I mentioned that I got a new Bantam EXL paddle from Paddletech, he asked me if I got the Pro. Uh, turns out I didn't. I have the regular. I thought it was the Pro, but it, it's not. It's just the regular Bantam EXL. So I want to clear that up as well. Well, on, on behalf of the show, Curtis, if you're listening, I'm sorry for how unprofessional Eddie was when referring to the paddle that he has. Um, it was, it was all on him. I had nothing to do with that. Yep. I'm the dumb, dumb, but anyway, if you guys want to tweet to us, please do at Eddie and Webby. And we'll probably read your comments on the air. Cause yeah. we like to, they're a lot of fun. Feel free to point out any and all mistakes that we make. <laughs> yep. Um, if you guys can do me a favor and find some that Webby makes, so I don't feel so bad about myself. I would appreciate that as well. So we're going to talk about some craft beer right now, aren't we? I think that would be a great idea. Yes. As I mentioned earlier, uh, Matt, you are, you know, you're connected in the craft beer industry, and I know you're also a craft beer lover. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm incredibly, you know, I had a gateway drug by going to uh, Western Michigan University and having bells down there. Go Broncos. Yes. As you start down there, I think you kind of almost get a, basically, I think everyone, at least in my friend circle down there, the gateway drug in the craft beer was Oberon. Um, you start there. I always call that, that's like gateway drug. Like, you know, they say marijuana is a gateway drug. So you start with Oberon and that's a marijuana. Now, like if you were to compare where I'm at here since graduation, I'm into like heroin at this point when it comes to craft beer, <laughs> like, you know, between sours and barrel aged and all these other things, it's wild. But um, I work at a food ingredient distributor 
the easiest way to sell it or describe it is that we sell to uh, food and beverage manufacturers. So the back of any label of a food or beverage. So the sugar, the flour, the salt, the citric acid. Um, we didn't really work with many craft breweries when I started there. And just as like a, I don't know, a fan or just somebody that wanted to have a lot of 3 p.m. Friday appointments at breweries, I started uh, calling on them. And lo and behold, there's a lot of ingredients that we had for like baking customers that breweries use, like rolled oats and lactic acid chocolate sea salt and as crazy as molasses and as like um normal as like calcium chloride so started with that started to hopefully domino and uh, snowball into other craft breweries so i work with as big as like um sierra nevada and founders brewery vivant and uh is it like gray line and mitten brewing such of that nature so it's unique man it really does make for Amazing Friday. I think all my coworkers get kind of pissed off at me because they're like, oh, there's Matt on Friday in jeans and he's leaving at two o'clock. I wonder where he's ending <laughs> up his appointment today. And you're like, yeah, you should get some brewery customers too. And then you can do the same thing. So yeah, it sounds like a great, great deal for sure. Yeah. You mentioned uh, going to Western. I'm also a fellow Bronco. I didn't graduate from there, but I went to school there for a few years. All right. Uh, Similar to you, man, we were drinking Oberon and there used to be another brewery. I don't know if it was there when, when you went there as well, across the street from there called Craft Brow. And we used to go there all the time as well. Old Peninsula, that was yep. another place. All of these places had all these great craft beers. So when all of our friends were drinking Bush Light and, you know, Natty Light and stuff like that, which don't, don't, uh, don't get me wrong. I definitely participated in, we were drinking that. We actually had a keg of Oberon at one of my roommate's graduation parties and definitely a great gateway beer for sure. Oh, yeah. That was like, if you heard that you had a keg of Oberon at that party, it was basically like, oh, get, give me the address. How do we get there? You know, they, because that's like 200 bucks for college kids. You know, that's like, wow, this is incredible. So, um, so if you, if you did have to pick a favorite craft beer, what would it be? Oh, man, that's like, pick a favorite band, you know, pick a favorite right. artist, pick a favorite song. You can narrow it down. Me and my buddies, we always do a dream six pack. So, like your desert island six pack, like, um, Figure these are six beers in the six pack, but when you remove them, like another one shoots up, like a vending machine style. So you only can have those six beers on your desert island. That's it. And it changes based upon the season, you know, mm -hmm. for me. Like I'm huge right now based upon the season into uh, like Harvest Ales or Wet Hot Beers. Um, for the people that are listening, they're more in tune for the podcast for Pickleball. Uh, wet Hot Beer is basically um, a beer that uh, the hops have been picked from the vine off the hop thing and they have to be in the fermenter within 24 hours from being picked off the vine so it's wet hopped so when you get it in the end product it's kegged so quickly and in, in the beer that by the time that uh you get it it's so fresh and so tasting that really the shelf life on it for its best tasting is like 30 to 40 days and it's like it's a played out term but it's so juicy it's almost like refreshing it tastes like fall and colors and saturday football and playoff baseball and all the joys of halloween all rolled into uh one non-pipe pumpkin spiced beer at this point so yeah. i love it um i would throw in there there's a lot of i love founders harvestdale um i love uh their backwoods bastard that's my go-to from them um 90 minute uh ipa from uh, oh, yeah. yeah dogfish they're amazing um two-hearted 
I gotta go in there. That's such a go-to. Um, trying to think, like, God, uh, there's an amazing brewery in town here, Gray Line. That the next time you guys come through Grand Rapids, I'd love to uh, bring you guys out to. But they make a uh, Mozaka, that's incredible. Um, and then I always gotta throw one in there because it's a, I'm on a desert island. I can't just be drinking craft every single day and dying. I, I you know, like I'm gonna go with a domestic. It's uh, from the lands of Milwaukee. Uh, America's first light beer. We're gonna throw a Miller Light in that six pack actually here right now. And uh, any one of my brewer friends that tune in, they're gonna really rip on me. Boy, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you like what you like. Yeah. Our previous guest host, he actually had a Bud Light oh, for the review. God. So he did. <laughs> yeah. What do you I, think about that? Oh my God! When he's talking about the mouth feel, I'm like the mouth feel. <laughs> what is the mouth feel? Is it taste like a tap? Because it's tap water. <laughs> Like that's what it does. It <laughs> does it taste like a fraternity basement? Because that's all I get out of your Bud Light, dude. <laughs> like unless you're drinking sixty of those, I don't want to hear about your mouth feel. You, know? like, <laughs> you got to be in an always sunny in Philadelphia, like in order to have like mouth feel from a Bud Light. Come on. I almost sense a, a feud brewing here yeah. between uh, our co-hosts, <laughs> like our it. guest hosts. <laughs> Battle of the guest hosts. I love it. <laughs> I yeah, love we might have to uh, we might have to reach out to Glenn and see if he has a, has a response. We've got the Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly feud going on right here. We've got the Matt and Glenn feud brewing. Yes, I'm taking Eminem. He can be that Squirt Gun Kelly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we actually get into the beer tasting and review, um, I got to bring up something awesome that happened the other day. I got a package in the mail from our good buddy Matt here. And it was like Christmas for craft beer lovers. It was packed full of craft beer. <laughs> One of the ones we're going to drink right now was in that package. Yes. What beer from that package are we going to drink today? Well, I just so happen to have it right here. And the beer is called No Rules. It is a Vietnamese porter from Perrin Brewing. Very nice. And I love the label there. I don't know if you can see that, but if I'm not mistaken, isn't that the uh, John Goodman character from The Big Lebowski? It is. It is. Am I the only one that gives a damn about the rules? That's (laughs) exact. It really is. That's the uh, that's the TNT version of that. So that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I love that movie. Love that reference as well. He was definitely one of my favorite characters from that movie for sure. By far. Yes, indeed. Yes. Um, can't tell you how much we appreciate it, Matt, that you sent us these beers. Not only is Matt a fan of the show, but he also sent us beers. Like that's that's awesome. Thank you, seriously. Thank you. That is very awesome. Yeah. See, that's why I'm the better. That's why I'm the better guest host. So. <laughs> I thought you were a great guest host, Glenn, but I don't remember getting any beer from you. Yeah. yeah we yeah. didn't get any beer from Glenn, so I don't know. I got. I gotta say too, the uh, the brewmaster John Stewart at Parent Brewing. I told him we were going on this. And he's like, you know, if you guys need anything, and I, I literally, this is the first beer I brought up. So I'm going nice. to resend one of those six packs, and I'm going to put this in my Desert Island six pack. So that was very, very uh, <laughs> idiotic of me. So use that to my your mistakes uh, reel for next week. Okay. That was my error in this. So, so you right. said John Stewart is the head brewer. So that's what he's been doing since he left The Daily Show. Yes. There you go. He has. <laughs> <laughs> He's a brewmaster, manager. He's he's literally the man of all hats here right now. And this is uh, 
I, I think he's gonna be excited. He might actually be the uh, the five listener that we get to this podcast. So here we go. <laughs> nice <laughs> listener number five. Thank yeah. you. Well, let's talk a little bit about this beer. And actually, before we talk about it, I think we should open it, let it breathe a little bit. Uh, so that way, when we get into the review section, it will be nice and ready for us. We did pull this out of the fridge a couple hours ago because the ideal temperature for a beer like this is, you know, probably from 48 degrees and up. Uh, this is No Rules by Perrin. Um, we're not going to do it before we pour today because in episode 13, we reviewed Soup's Juice by Perrin. We did. Yeah. That was actually a beer that we had picked up when we were at the Beer City Open pre-party uh, the Thursday night before the tournament, which was a lot of fun. We actually have video of that in one of the videos we did before. Yep. I think, actually, if you click right about there, right about there, I think, you can see the highlights of that trip and that night. That was such a fun night. That whole trip was fun, but that night yeah. that we had the... Uh, the pre-tournament party, that was awesome. Were you there, Matt? I was. Um, yeah. In fact, I think Andrea, who you guys just met, she talked to you guys, I think, actually. I, I remember your logo on your shirts. I actually, I think I was a table across from you guys, and I didn't know you guys. There were so many people there that I hadn't seen forever that I was just like, ah, oh, I got it. And that's what, well, actually, when I, I'm the one that showed Eddie and Webby to the Grand Rapids Pickleball community. So I was like, oh, nice. you guys got to see this. And I was like so pissed that I didn't get to meet you guys while you're here because I was like, I could have brought him to so many breweries. There's so <laughs> many places we could have taken him and stuff. So I was excited to hear from uh, Andrea Coop and from Paul Richards that you guys are uh, coming back from uh, or for uh, the Dink for Pink. So uh, bring a spare liver if you guys would. And uh, I'll get to show you guys some places around here. Done. Yeah. Oh, and Zelda yeah. has made an appearance. It's been a little while since Zelda made an appearance, and there she is. Hey, Chip, 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 Chip. Hey, Chip, Chip. That's awesome. Um, Let's talk about this beer a little bit. How about that? Let's do that. Yes. And actually, we should do that as we pour. But while I'm reading, would you like to do the honors of pouring the beer? Why, yes, I would love to. Okay. No rules were followed throughout the creation of this product. This gigantic 15% Imperial Porter is deceptively smooth and subtly sweet with layers of flavor that never seem to end. Some say it tastes like a Mounds candy bar that's been dipped over and over again in rich chocolate and soaked in bourbon. Other people find flavors of coconut, cinnamon, toffee, vanilla, and coffee, and they also would be correct. This beer is special, and there's a reason why it was named as the top beer in the world. Man, that is one hell of a description. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's pretty amazing, man. I, I love it. I love the amount of time that beers are putting into not only their labels, but their descriptions of the beer and really getting into the heart and soul of that beer. And I think Perrin nailed it once again. Speaking of nailing it, um, I think I poured these perfectly. Like They seem pretty much perfectly even, maybe? Or... Yeah, you give yourself a little bit more, but <laughs> pretty close. He's the one that he got it to his address. He gets to pour himself a little bit more, man. That's, That's right. Yes. I uh, I think this is cool too for this year. This is a 2018 no rules. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas 2017 and 2016, I believe, was the first year that they had it. Um, 2017, they had it in distribution. Um, in 2018, they decided to say, you know what? No distribution. We want to just have it in house. So on no rules day, that was the only day that they were selling. No rules, and it was back in um, I want to say like uh, April or May 
And uh, it turned out, it was incredible. It was the worst possible weather, but people spent the night and somebody brought a U-Haul from the east side of the state in order to pick up like somewhere in the neighborhood. I think they said that he spent like $2,200 to bring it back to like his craft beer club on the east side of the state. So it's, it's highly sought after. So thank you, parent. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty amazing, man. Uh, this beer was ranked by Forbes magazine as one of the top five Canarchy beers to drink in 2018. Uh, let's see. In rate beer, it was a top 10 for World Imperial Baltic Porters of 2016. Uh, you talked about how there's been different releases. How you can tell by looking at the bottle itself is every year the bowling ball color is different. So this is a 2018, which is silver. Uh, 2017 is an orange one. 2016 is a purple one. And 2015 is a green one. Oh, wow. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah so it looks like every year they, they change it up. Um, so as I was going through all the BJCP categories for this beer, I did not find one that matched it even close. <laughs> even the Imperial Stouts didn't even touch this beer. So oh, to wow. make it an actual porter, which is typically a little bit less octane, man, I couldn't find one. So we're not even going to compare it to a BJCP style. This thing lives on its own. It has an ABV of 15%, which means this is right around the Prairie Bomb that we tasted a couple episodes ago with, with Avery, but it's one of our highest octane yeah. beers we've had, man. Actually, I think this might be 2% higher than the Prairie Bomb even. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Happy Thursday night. Yeah. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it has 56 IBUs, so... It's got enough bitterness to be able to back it up, but not anything near like an IPA or anything like that. So, uh, as you know, we always start our review with the appearance. Let's hold these up and take a look at them. That's pretty. Yeah. Very dark. Yeah, very dark. Has a little bit of a caramely red hint to it with a nice tan head. Um, not a ton of head retention there but i wouldn't expect there to be a ton when it comes to this beer but very pretty and whenever we're together i always like to do the test to see if we can see each other through the glass through the drink and i can not see you one bit not at all not even my fingers on the other side of the glass can be seen it's very dark now we go into the aroma give it some sniffs here oh wow That is super complex, man. I like that. Man, that smells good. It's like with each smell, you get another opinion on it. Matt, why don't you share with us what you're uh, what you're picking up there in the aroma first? I get uh, off the bat, I get a vanilla bourbon, bourbon, like a caramely bourbon sweetness, um, like a brown sugar almost, like a brownulated brown, something of that nature. Desserty. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? I agree with that completely. You know, it's funny. The first thing I actually smelled was coconut, like immediately yeah. from the second I started to move my nose towards it. And I'm definitely getting a lot of toffee uh, and cinnamon too. There's like a, I don't even know if it's cin- cinnamon or some sort of like spice like a cinnamon I'm getting from there. Yeah, that bourbon's coming through as well. And then I'm also getting that chocolate. Um, it's almost like... Um, like one of those like rum chocolate desserts a little bit where you have a little bit of the like boozy chocolate flavor to it. Yeah, 
I could definitely boozy chocolate aroma, I should say. Yeah. It's like the smell of like a banana fosters without the banana smell. Yeah, I'm loving the smell. I uh, yeah. a quick fact about this beer that I just opened at my house. My girlfriend said, if you're opening that beer, I better get some. So she is off camera <laughs> right now with half a glass of this. And she's laughing at my description. So that's awesome. Yeah, I can see why, man. I mean, you can open this and smell it from halfway across the room and want to jump on it. That's good. Yeah, man. I kind of I would like a candle that smells like this. It smells so good. Like, yeah. I would love the room to smell like this. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We should reach out to Perrin and see if they'll uh, they'll do some scented candles of this. Uh, so what do we do next? Well, it's the best part, the flavor. Ah, yes. Yeah, give it some sips here. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. How can this possibly be 15%? <laughs> that was my exact reaction, too. Man. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with this thing, man. Jeez. <laughs> I, I got to give you guys credit, too. You, you were uh, really incredible about knowing that what the temperature it should be drank at. So that's exactly like I'm holding my hands around the glass to give it a little bit more warmth because it's so perfect. Yep. Yeah, we've learned from previous episodes we need to take certain beers out of the fridge like, yep. before we start recording. That way it's at a good temperature when it comes to drinking time, and and we did it just right this time. Yeah, I bet you this one will be coming in in the low 50s right now, and it's just enough to get that nose coming through. And some things open up in the flavor as the beer warms up as well, so very nice. I, I don't even know where to begin. You want to you wanna kick us off here? With me? Well, like I said, I, just, I can't get over that this is a 15% beer because... It is super smooth, mm -hmm. super smooth, and uh, wow, this is this is a really good tasting beer. It's uh, it tastes similar to how it smells, like some of the descriptions of the the smell. I am getting that in the flavor as well. Yeah, definitely. I'm getting almost like a like a caramely, almost like um like a cola kind of flavor in it too. Just a very slight bit in the background. And I don't mean that to be unpleasant. I think it definitely complements this style very well. But yeah, there's something like that, like a cola-y taste. That vanilla is definitely coming through in the flavor big time as well. Uh, I'm not getting so much of the cinnamon in the flavor, but you know, toffee definitely coming through. Uh, yeah, it's great. Every every sip, it's more and more complex. It's definitely not muddled, but it's very complex. Yeah, I would agree. I, I get after you said that the coconut too as well now too. I think my nose gets that first, and then I, it almost like uh, I emphasizes it a little bit more too. But it's it's one of those amazing beers too. With like each sip, the the bigger the gulp you take, the more <laughs> flavor you get out of it, and the shorter the gulp you take, it's like man, I wasn't even getting that. So yeah. you can really have fun with it, and uh, yeah, this is. I, I agree so much that on the fifteen percent, it's it's dangerous, man. Like oh, you can yeah. you can really really go out on this because it's like it's so drinkable. For 15%. If you tell people 15%, they assume motor oil. And this is the right. exact opposite of motor oil. So And Matt, just like you said with the with the smell, how like with each smell you pick up different things. I'm getting that with the taste as well. Every single sip, like I'm getting a little bit different, and it's each each one is more delicious than the previous. Yeah, it's it's incredibly drinkable. There's a reason why my girlfriend wouldn't let me drink this alone. So I, I don't blame her, man. No, I agree with that. We'll touch briefly on the mouthfeel. I mean, I'm getting, you know, 
decent carbonation to support the medium to medium full body of this beer uh, exactly where you would want it to be. I am getting a little bit of that alcohol warmth, but again, at 15%, it's totally to be expected. That's not a criticism of this beer. It's just what you would get with it. In fact, if I drank this and I didn't feel a little bit of that warmth coming down, I'd probably be surprised by it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, very nice uh, mouthfeel as well. Agreed. Yeah. I like to say a lot with some of these dark, like barrel aged and stuff, they're tough to enjoy in the summer, but with mm. this and like the likes of KBS and CBS, I can enjoy them at any time. This is like the bonfire beer, if you will, if you're in the dead of summer, but it's also like, it goes very well with uh, the last Thursday in September temperatures in Michigan. Oh yeah. And, uh, and what this feels like. So this is, this is right up the alley of where I, it'll start off stout season here. Yeah, I love the weather right now in Michigan is my absolute favorite because during the day when it's sunny, it's it's nice and warm, but not too hot. And then in the evening, it's got that little chill to it to where it's nice to bundle up and, like you said, sit by a bonfire, drink a nice stout or some kind of dark beer like this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things I love to add in our overall impressions is where you can see this fitting into your lifestyle. And for me... Yes, this beer fits perfectly into the fall and the winter time, right? I could see, yeah, coming back from even a day on the slopes and having a couple of these would be nice, being up north, sitting by the fire. But even like a nice, cool early fall day like we've had today, this is perfect, man. I'm oh, absolutely yeah. loving this beer. It's complex. This isn't something you're just going to want to sit down and you know drink a, a, a ton of these because with every sip, it's almost like it's so easy to appreciate and enjoy everything that went into giving you this perfect balance of flavors. Uh, Matt, anything else you want to add to the overall impression of this beer? No, mostly just uh, I'm like I'm staring at the half of this bottle left and I'm like, I can't, it can, you can go through it. It's very tasty. So, yes, absolutely. Well, great beer, man. Thank you again for sending that. I really do appreciate it. Um, this has been an awesome review once again. Yes. Our guest has uh known probably more about beer than than we have, but that was uh that was a lot of fun. Yeah, I would say uh Matt here and uh and also Avery, like they were just exceptional, uh very knowledgeable craft beer enthusiasts. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, man. Um so Matt, when we have a guest on the show, we let them decide if we are going to chug or sip what we have left in our glasses, um, I'm not going to sway your opinion at all. Um, but I will say that if we if we had to sip on this the rest of the show, I wouldn't be too disappointed. But the guest always has the final say. No yes. matter what you say, it's what we got to do. Yep. If this were live, like a polling thing, I'd like to take to like Twitter sphere and be like, would you like to see Eddie and Webby mildly <laughs> drunk? for the rest of the podcast or would you like to see them enjoy the beer where they should be enjoying the beer you know and again when i said earlier that i threw in a nice little miller light in there my brewing buddies are going to give me crap for throwing that in there they would hate <laughs> me if i said yeah chug that beer you know like they would totally be like that's it we're not sending you any more beer <laughs> you're All over right. it so you guys please continue to sip on this here for the rest of it oh thank so. you <laughs> 
Yes. Great choice. Great choice. And and usually I appreciate it because I don't want to go through chugging it. I think I would enjoy chugging this beer, but <laughs> oh, ultimately yeah. I w- I'm happy because I really want to enjoy this for the rest of the show. So yeah. thank you, Matt. I'm glad you picked that. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident this would actually be a, a very smooth chug. Um, mm-hmm. so, but like you said, I just, I would, I want to appreciate and savor the rest of what's in the glass. So thank yes. you. As do I. Yes, there you go. Keep it pouring, man. Well, good. We want to get you uh, nice and boozed up because we're going to be moving on to a nice section next. Before we do that, if you guys out there have a beer that you want us to review, go ahead and throw it in the comments below or download the Anchor app. I don't have my phone with me, but if I did, it'd be here in my hand. Download the Anchor app. Leave us a voice message. Let us know what kind of beer you want us to review. And maybe a nice little story as to why. Yeah, that sounds uh, like a great idea. People should do that. And actually, speaking of Anchor, I do believe we got a new message on Anchor just today. Why don't I go ahead and play that message real quick? This is from Ben and Mason, and they're asking us about pickleball. Let's go ahead oh, and play nice. this. How How many kids purple pickleball? Pickleball. Pickle. How many kids can do pickleball? <laughs> How many kids can play pickleball? How do more kids play? How do more kids play? <laughs> play pickleball. Oh, pickleball! <laughs> <laughs> that was great. They That's wanna, awesome. They want to know how to get more kids playing pickleball. I think I heard them say... How many kids can play pickleball? If you ask me, every kid, any kid that is that can walk, run, and hold a paddle, you can play pickleball. You can absolutely play pickleball. If you're asking how many people, how many kids can play a game of pickleball at once, then the answer is up to four. Yes, we just we're full of knowledge on this show. Just like that, ask a question, right. we're gonna answer it for you. <laughs> ask us anything. Yes. Are we in a simulation? Is this the Matrix? <laughs> Do you want the blue pill or the red pill? Yes. All, all of life's tough questions. So thank you, though. We do appreciate that. Uh, that was a great message. We love hearing from our fans, so thank you very much. Yes. Yep. I think we actually have a really good topic to talk with Matt about, something that I've been really excited to learning more about him with. Yeah, so something uh, that Eddie told me about Matt that was very interesting to me and that I am very excited to learn more about is the fact that Matt actually is a stand-up comedian on the side. Yeah, this is a topic I'm really curious about. Uh, you know, Matt told me he was a stand-up comedian, and I'm, I'm just fascinated by that life. So I am too. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So Matt, why don't you start with... How long have you been doing stand-up for? Oh, about 16 hours at this point. I just basically <laughs> catfished you guys in order to get on the podcast. I was like, oh, I'm going to send you 15% beer and then pretend that I'm a stand-up comedian. So I think half the audience is now is like, this guy's not funny. So <laughs> they all know. Um, I got into it uh, actually at Western again as well, too. Um, they had a contest at that point called uh, Last Bronco Standing. Like, I feel like everybody at that time had, like, last insert mascot standing. Um, And uh, I just always had admiration for stand-up comedy. I loved it as a kid. Um, Some of the things you can see behind Eddie Murphy and all that, that was, like, I used to, like, I remember specifically when I used to go to Blockbuster 
for all you millennials out there. Um, I would switch the Fern Gully Blockbuster tape with Eddie Murphy Raw in the Blockbuster <laughs> case. And it does before they started checking on the thing. So I, I got that and just had an admiration for it. But, you know, when you watch it at that grand of scale, you're like, oh, I can never be Eddie Murphy. But fast forward to Last Broncos Standing, I went there as a sophomore and I watched the finals of Last Broncos Standing. And I was like, oh, my God. Comedy can be bad too. I could be that bad at comedy, so I should try this out. So then the next year, when I was a junior, I went out for com uh, last Bronco standing and um going like an entry of like seventy five people, and then you know, they cut it down to five, and they cut it down to three night of for a finals night, and then uh, it was like four hundred people that attended an auditorium. It was really cool, and I won it, and I had a huge head. I thought I was in just next gift to comedy, and I went to a comedy club. In downtown Kalamazoo, and ate it the hardest I've ever bombed, like to this day, I think, and then <laughs> continued to eat it over and over and over again. But what I found is that this comedy club just recently opened in that Kalamazoo at the time, and they just needed acts. So I basically got green lit to be a host on some of these comedy shows when I was not ready to host whatsoever. I went from like finger painting. To like, hey, dude, you're going to draw for mass production. And you're like, no, I'm not ready. So it it was actually awesome because you made a lot of contacts. And then comedy kind of goes up in classes. So it's been about like 12 years now since I've been uh, doing this. And it's been great. That's awesome. So you mentioned the uh, that the comedy thing at uh, the, like the last Bronco standing. That reminds me of my bachelor party weekend in florida eddie here tried to talk me into doing uh open mic night at oh. a stand-up comedy place and at first i was like no hell no but as the bachelor party went along and some alcoholic beverages were involved uh, i started getting that liquid courage and i was like you know what yeah let's do this um, but it never happened. It didn't end up working out. So <laughs> I think the place, by the time we got in the area of where they were doing the open mic night, it was too late. So it didn't work out, but maybe one of these days. <laughs> yeah. I think it would have been pretty, pretty cool to get you up there, but big props to you. Cause I know it takes a lot of courage to get up there and attempt to do stand up comedy in front of people. Well, you just got to start. And that's the thing is that so many people just quit because you do bomb. I mean, it's just, you're going to sicily bomb. I've been doing this 12 years and, you know, I travel around the country doing a lot of comedy and stuff. But the uh, the crazy thing is people are like, can you tell me like early on when you bombed? And it's like, I bombed last week, Tuesday, you know, and they're like, well, <laughs> how do you do that? And you're like, well, if you, you try new material, you're not going to have it always be polished, you know. And what I always got now is like I'm at an open mic because I want to try out. It's like the gym for comics. You're just trying to work out stuff. So you have a bit that's like four minutes and you've got maybe. 20 seconds of laughs on it. So it's just about cutting and cutting and cutting and working it out. And then at the end of the day, like it works out to be that bit, but you still fall on your face. And just now I know to be able to go like, you go like, Oh, well that sucked. And then you go like, okay, here comes some stuff that works. Here's some tried and true. So you can throw that at them and it's a lot more fun and you can always bail out on the joke. That's why I admire improv a lot because they have to stay in the scene Whereas like a stand-up comic, if it doesn't work, I can go, yeah, don't do new jokes tonight. And then that gets a laugh. And then I go into something else. So it's fun, man. I actually, um, where you're from as well, too, I was in Naples for the U.S. Open. And uh, I actually worked it out because I uh, made so many connections through comedy that uh, the guy that was like my um, 
comedy dad, if you will. He took me underneath his arm early on. His name's Brett Ernst. Um, his most recent credit is on that um, uh, The Karate Kid uh, prequel or sequel or whatever that's on YouTube, Red, the uh, Cobra Kai. He's uh, he's one of the stars of that as well, too. But um, took me under his wing. That's awesome. Yeah, he said, um, hey, I've been doing this Naples Comedy Club for a while. I knew I was going down there, so I got piped in to be able to work a couple of nights there in Naples and stuff, too. So got him all over Michigan here. I'm actually at a show tomorrow night, show Sunday, and then I'm in uh, Nashville in October and a bunch of other places. So it's cool, man, when you can do both. Actually, sometimes it works out a lot with the sales job. Like I'll wear a tie and khakis during the day and put on jeans and go to a comedy club and tell dick jokes at night. So it works out <laughs> incredibly well to be able to do, to do both. So. Yeah, you can combine some pickleball in there too, man. It's uh, it's really enjoyable. Yeah, for sure, man. You mentioned Naples. Uh, I was actually at that club you were talking about a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was a cool place, man. That was, I mean, you got to be good to play there. So as soon as I heard that you played there, I was like, oh man, he uh, he definitely is a good stand-up comedian. So that was good. Yeah, nice flex, baby, do it. <laughs> it's it yeah. was fun. I've never been to a comedy club. I walked in there. Um, they have, it was like a Wednesday night the first time I was there, and they uh, had like retiree dancing. It's the only way I can describe it. Like a band on, and like these people doing like their like two step shuffle of what they could dance with, you know, like that. And I was like, is it the wrong time? Am I here on the wrong night? And they're like, no, 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 this ends at 5 30 or whatever it was. And sure enough, I'm there at 28, 5 28, we'll say. At 5 30, the band's cut, they're wrapping mic cords, they're flipping the dance floor into tables. And then by six o'clock, they're seating people to go on stage there. And I was like, okay, okay, Naples. You know, like, here we go. So it's a cool club, man. The owner of that place, shout out to Captain Brian. He's a, he's a, that's the name of the place, like as far as for his restaurant. He's a really good comedy fan, incredible ship. And I guess actually a captain too as well. So oh. wow, shout out Captain cool. Brian, yo. Yeah. Off the hook comedy club. Off the oh hook. yeah. Yes. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> Is that what they do? The, they don't do the salute when they say aye, aye, do they? You can do it if you want. All right. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I said, I hope this, I thought this place was just basically going to be like a fish stick mascot. Like I was just going to be in like a guy that's just totally like in yellow. Mr. Yeah. Paul's just like picking out fish sticks. And that's, it's got to be the best comedy club uh, food I've ever had in my life. Like you go on the road and it's, I've had every quesadilla in this country that you think of like they, some, you know, somebody put it in a microwave for two minutes on one side and two minutes on the other. And you're like, Oh, Robert goes great with Bud Light, Glenn. So <laughs> that's, that's what it tasted like. But, so you're saying you like fish dicks. Yeah. No, I don't. And this, uh, <laughs> off the comedy club has amazing seafood and like surf and turf. And you're like, this is not a normal comedy club menu. So. Oh yeah, they had a whole, a whole seafood tower with shrimp and oysters and tuna, all this great stuff. The food there is fantastic. Oh, nice. That they, sounds really good. Yeah, they do two shows a night, and I know they flip that that venue very quick because they were rushing us out of there. I've been to both the late show and the early show, and if you're there for the early show, they make it as inconvenient IU as possible to stay. <laughs> they want your ass out of there so they can get the next group in. Exactly. Yeah. As we're doing these podcasts, I'm always looking for ways to improve. Not only the quality of the content, not only our you know production value, but also how we are. Are we entertaining? Are we funny? Are we engaging? Are we presenting our content properly? And 
I'm struggling with like ways to really improve on it. Are there ways that you look at maybe previous stand-up bits that you've done or, you know, a different acts and, and try and constantly tweak and like, how does that whole process work? Everything I've ever said into a microphone is pure gold. So I don't have to edit anything. It's just, <laughs> it's just scripture. It's gospel. It's, it's, it's absolute hilarity. Now I do a lot of, um, on my iPhone, just voice memos when I'm on stage. And when you're trying new stuff, I'm either describing it way too much. I'm either quickly going through it. I'm rushing it. I'm not like actually giving pacing to it. I'm not slowing down. I'm not absorbing it. So it's mostly like just, I hate listening to myself. I hate watching myself, but it really, you have to do it. You have to sit there and you have to work and listen and say, okay, what am I doing with that? You have to try new stuff like tag wise. Like I still got jokes that unfortunately I wrote in like year three, but they weren't. So you hold on to them here and uh, you try to add a new tag here and there and switch it up a little bit and just see what happens because otherwise it gets at, but it's just an edit, a process in each of it. I, I don't know. There's no real precise thing other than just get a bunch of time. Like that's what they always say. Like, you know, how do I get in the comedy? Should I write more? It's just like, just get on stage. Yeah. Like I used to literally like, because of Brad Ernst, who was like, they got it together. I used to pretend I was going to sing karaoke at karaoke bars and just like not do the karaoke, just like try to tell jokes <laughs> when there was no open mic scene. And like, you want to talk about confusion on people's faces. <laughs> They're like, I thought I was going to hear Sweet Caroline, and now I'm hearing a guy up here talk about Subway. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you're at like your local bowling alley, and yeah. they're expecting to hear like George Strait, and all of a sudden you come up there and start telling <laughs> jokes. I'm sure they love that. <laughs> they really do. Like, hey, listen here, man. You don't be saying <laughs> jokes over George Strait. You know? So it works, but you got to just give anything. It's just, once you get your stage feet and anything like that, it just really, that's it. So what you guys are doing, man, you guys are on number Michael Jordan. 23 you know like just lebron's right here right now so you guys are in it here and so as you go through these things too you'll get more weight and more consistently and so what i would like to suggest is to all the listeners of this podcast if you are drinking at home with the podcast i think we could do a drinking game with you guys because i've listened enough now (laughs) so um i think that every time um webby says oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> nice. That I like is that. Sure, drink. And then every time that uh, Eddie says, uh, "What?" <laughs> or another one for Eddie is, "That's awesome." Yeah, I say there that's awesome quite a bit. There yep. you go. And I know for me, another one is, "Oh, nice." Yep. That's something I say for everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you for pointing out all of our insecurities about <laughs> right, what we yeah, say constantly yeah, exactly. on the show <laughs> and have, turning it into a drinking game. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. I got so many of those on stage. <laughs> I, I say like, you know what I'm saying? Right? Right? Like, right? And so my girlfriend pointed it out to me in one of the jokes that I tell. And she was like, I don't want to just like, I, I don't want to make you upset. And I don't even think that I'm paying too much to it. But when you do that one joke, you say right like all the time. And so I was like, okay. So then when she was there that night and I told that joke, I said, right. 750 times purpose <laughs> in that joke <laughs> it's just like we got to do the drinking game for it but oh i i say ladies and gentlemen all the time like i'm michael buffer like <laughs> shut up <laughs> like, so i i'm absolutely with it but i just want to show you guys i was a real fan you know from the podcast so that's great i i think we definitely need to implement that uh that drinking game yeah that's yep. a great idea i love it right. so what do you got to say Oh, yeah. 
All right, we got a drink. The Eddie and Webby drinking game. Yes. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, that... nice. I beat you at drinking my drink. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our five fans that are watching right now are drunk right now. That's right. The drunker they get, the better we sound. So That's right. I'll go with that. That's my comedy, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Matt, you talked a little bit to me earlier about the fact that you might be having a podcast coming out pretty soon. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, me, uh, myself, and I, no, um, myself, a comedian named Dave Dyer, who's been in comedy for 26 years now. He's only just turning 50, so he started right fresh out of college. Um, he's used to contribute to uh, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, as far as for a writer. Um, he's featured on the Bob and Tom show and tours of the Bob and Tom show consistently. His name's Dave Dyer. He's an incredible comedian. Um, and then another comedian, um, he's been featured at the uh, Boston Comedy Festival, um, Laughing Skull Comedy Festival. He just released um, an album called um, His Name Is My Name Too. His name's Adam Deggy. Um, he, he's on the podcast as well, too. It's the three of us. We picked it because we're kind of at different life stages. Um, he's 50, has been married for 23 years. Uh, he, my buddy, Adam, he's uh, recently married a year. He's only like two years older than me. And then I have not been married. And we all are just at different stages in life for everything that we want. Like one, one of them used to be overweight. He's lost a lot of weight through CrossFit. One of them um, consistently eats a lot of nachos. And then uh, <laughs> so it's different. But what we call the podcast is that there's a thousand podcasts where you can just have people go out there and just talk about what they did for the day. And there's so much of that in comedy that's just terrible. So we wanted to have like a theme. And we call it factually correctish. Um, so what we do is we come up with a topic every week. Like we've done marriage, we've done uh, social media, we've done salaries, and so it's five or six facts about those topics. So like five or six facts about marriage. And so if you guys are doing the podcast, you guys would come up with like ten facts. And our whole goal is to wow each other for the facts that we found, and then just discuss that. And it's kind of fun because the banter becomes highly comedic based upon the fact that we're all just basically riffing on these facts. And then, you know, it's all of us kind of like having a hangout, if you will. We start the podcast with a pint and a cheers and we roll with it. And it turns out to be pretty fun. Um, we're going to release it here. I think our goal is uh, October 10th is the release date for factually correct ish. And it's correct ish because. We just type into Google and we assume all these facts are correct. And it's the internet. And when has the internet ever been not a fact, you know? Right. So, so it's fun. It's really cool. Um, I'm excited about it. And hopefully I don't have to perform uh, to 20 people anymore because of the podcast takes off so much because after this one and after the facts are correctish, Oh, that's it. man. bring on Madison square garden. You know? Oh yeah. Well, this is episode 23, so you're guaranteed to get at least 23 extra fans because of this podcast. There yes. we go. <laughs> well, 22, because you're going to be one of the 23. So. <laughs> I'll listen to my own podcast. That's fine. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Uh, yeah, once we uh, once that thing's up and live, man, we'll definitely throw a link to it so that way our listeners can listen to that. Factually Correct-ish, right? That's the name of it? Yep. Thanks. Yeah, well, you great. definitely got two fans here because... Uh, I know Eddie and I both 
love comedy and mm-hmm. podcasts, and you've got both of those right there. So you guys got go. comedy in there too. Don't 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 you can embellish a little bit. You got some comedy in there. We just tell jokes that make each other laugh or make ourselves laugh, and if other people think it's funny, then cool. That's right. Yes. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for uh, sharing your story about stand-up comedy. I'm always intrigued by that because I think it, it takes a certain character to get up there, and it takes some balls to get up there, too, Oh, for man. sure. No, I, I love comedy. I respect anybody that can get up on stage and do it, and uh, it just good comedy just intrigues me. Like it, yeah. it takes a lot to make me laugh, and if somebody can make me laugh, I'm like a committed lifelong fan because it's like I have, I have a very weird sense of humor. And if you can make me laugh, that's like the best thing ever. Well, I can't wait to come over to uh, Royal Oak to uh, Mark Reilly's Comedy Castle then and just put it to the test. And then uh, if you stop uh, tweeting back at me or stop uh, favoriting any of my posts, I just know, you know what? I'm not I'm not your favorite type of comedian. So that, I get how it works. So Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for that information, Matt. That was awesome stuff. Um, but I think it's time to move on to our next segment of the show. That's right. We're actually going to talk tech today. Not for very long. What? I know. <laughs> no, that's oh, yeah. Sure. Does it count if I say that? That's awesome. <laughs> well, I can't even put my drink down now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we are bringing back the tech segment, baby. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk. It's going to be a quick one. It's not going to be too yeah. long. Um, we've been testing out. A little bit of live streaming lately, haven't we, Webby? We have. Yes, because our goal is to live stream these podcasts. We've talked about it before in the past. We brought we brought up a ton of reasons as to maybe why we wouldn't do it, some of the challenges. But you know what? We're editing Webby. We don't back down to challenges. That's right. Yes. So we're going to try it out here in the next future. I'm not going to promise which episode number it is, but it is going to be in the very near future. That's right. So we... Definitely will be doing a live podcast. Uh, It might be our first and last, but we definitely will be trying it out. Yes, absolutely. Uh, For a number of reasons, it might be our first and last. And one of them is, who knows what we're going to say, man? Right? I mean, we get to edit these. So if we say something stupid, we can cut it out. And, And even with cutting it out, there were three examples of things that I said wrong that we still left in. So imagine all the stuff that we say that we actually cut out. Like, for example, if I were to go on a tangent and just say, none of that is going to make this because it's probably all going to get bleeped out. Yep. We're going to bleep out every single one of those words. Uh, In fact, that's actually a good question for you, Matt. Have you ever been in a situation where you were doing stand up and like something came out of your mouth and you just absolutely immediately regretted it? Oh, God, yes. So many times. (laughs) You just and it's not anything over and above like over the top in any situation, but you just know sometimes with people's feelings and you know when hecklers are hecklers, I have no problem just dealing with them as hard as you can when they're heckling. But when there's just a guy that's just having a conversation and you know I hit a nerve, you're like, oh boy, <laughs> shouldn't have said that. I'll rescind that one, buddy. Yeah. So yeah, no. I mean, you get into that, but. It's more of just like, look, this is free form. We're not on television. Just deal with it. So, yeah. So, good luck with the live podcast, guys. No, thank you. <laughs> I feel much better now. Right. We've heard it. Yeah. And especially when alcohol is involved. I mean, we drink every episode. I feel like after I'm about halfway through one drink, that's like when my, my filter goes out the window. Yep. So, 
Yep, we're gonna be shut down for sure. However, I do feel like it's gonna cause our ratings to go through the roof because nobody's gonna know what's gonna happen. You never know. You <laughs> never know on the Eddie and Webby podcast, especially when we do it live. Yep. We might do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> we're gonna do it live. <laughs> I'll write it. We'll do it live. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, that was tech. It was quick, but fun, right? Yeah. We're, yeah. we're easing back into our tech segment. I mean, I love the tech segment. I want to do more tech segment. We're just going to, we're slowly just working it back in. Yes, we are. And I think it was a good one. Yes. But now I want to talk about pickleball. Pickleball? What? Ha ha. Ha ha. Yeah. You even know the song, man. I feel like we got a super fan here. Yeah. This That's is great. He is a legitimate fan. Mm-hmm. I love this. Well, let's talk about pickleball. And actually, before we get into our conversation about pickleball, earlier today, we actually got to talk with our good friend Cassie Graves, who is in episode 18, and she was live. You know what? I'm not going to spoil it. Why don't you guys just go ahead and watch our clip right now? Roll the clip. Well, we have another special guest who's going to be joining us here for a few minutes. Uh, You remember her from episode 18. She's one hell of a pickleball player uh, and was a lot of fun to taste a beer with on the episode as well, right? It was. That was a lot of fun, and it's great to have her back. Absolutely. So welcome to the show, Cassie Graves. Cassie, what's going on? You know, just out here living that Las Vegas life, enjoying some good pickleball. That's awesome. So you're actually on the roof of a hotel right now, right? Yes. Yes. I am actually, can you see behind me? Can you actually see the Oh yeah. The view it all? Nice. Yeah. It's crazy. It's wild. I'm jealous. Yeah. You don't find this back in Michigan. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Definitely don't find that in Michigan. So you were at the Las Vegas Pickleball Open, right? Yep. And how did you do? Um, I played in my first four oh tournament with my mom. And we got second, which is more than we can ask for. So that's cool. Nice. That's and awesome. And then we played 3-5 mixed and kind of murdered everybody except for the last game. And we didn't know it was for the gold. And we ended up getting silver. I think we ended up losing 18 to 16. But both of the both games were round robin matches. So it's kind of a different. I've never played round robin before. It was a different pickleball experience. Uh, yeah, my very first ever tournament was a round robin tournament. That was a, a bit weird, but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, yesterday we had five teams in our division and we only played each other once. But when I played with my mom, we had four teams and we played everybody twice, which is kind of cool because you get to like challenge them and then play them again and figure out what you need to do to specifically target, like, like change for that team. It was fun. Do you prefer, prefer playing the round robin style or like traditional tournament style? Uh, I think I would prefer traditional tournament style, but since we flew all the way out to Vegas for Michigan, I'm happy we did like round robin the first day because we were guaranteed six games instead of like maybe only two because you just lose immediately. So, but I think normally, definitely typical tournament. Nice. So I don't know if you realize this, Cassie, but this is a historic moment for the Eddie and Webby podcast. We've never had somebody live on location at a pickleball location (laughs) ever. So this is another first for the show. I'm happy to be reporting live from Las Vegas here. (laughs) It's beautiful. The weather, I think it's like 94 degrees, clear skies. 
I don't know what else reporters say, but <laughs> <laughs> you got to do the wink, yeah. wink snap. I, I wish I had a mic. I could just <laughs> and back to you guys. <laughs> nice, you're a natural. I don't know about you, but I think we need to have Cassie like do live reporting from every tournament that she does. Absolutely. <laughs> what do you say? Does that mean like instead of Eddie and Webby, it's going to be Eddie and Webby and Cassie? Yep. Eddie and Webby yeah, featuring Cassie. <laughs> so in. That's awesome. Well, that's great. You could report to us. Uh, so you actually played up against your stepdad. Is that right? How did that go? Yeah. Yep. Um, it was interesting because we don't want to hurt feelings, but we also want to win. <laughs> right. But um, we are playing. Oh, God, he's going to kill me if he ever hears this. <laughs> don't worry. But nobody listens plan- to the show. <laughs> <laughs> They will. <laughs> they're wa- they're actually watching me right now. Do this. <laughs> um, our plan was to target him right off the bat, and we we're like, "Do we really do that? Like, is that gonna hurt his feelings?" We ended up beating them fifteen to three, though. So. Oh wow! <laughs> nice. Yeah, pickleball over family fun. any day. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> I love you, but I'll make you cry. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I don't let anybody win. When I play against my 13- and 11-year-old daughters, I don't care. They're, they got to earn a victory. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to teach them young. Yes. I'm just teaching him old. I think that I can teach a dog new tricks where, you know, just be humble, Chris. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> let your daughter beat you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, that's super, super exciting. Glad you're able to report back. Anything else you want to share about your experience in Las Vegas so far? I don't think so. It's great. I I mean, it's so great. I think I'm probably changing my fight to stay a little bit longer, but it's great. Nice. Are you going to have a job when you get back home? (laughs) My boss actually asked me, he's like, am I going to lose you to professional pickleball now? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, you might. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think one day you're going to make that choice for sure. Oh yeah. I can see it. I can see it happening. I don't know. My one goal with pickleball is eventually maybe somehow be 5-0. But after being here, like everybody is so, everybody is so friendly. I've met so many new friends and the refs are great. Like the nicest people. I just want to go to a tournament every weekend like this. and Just keep beating people. Nice. It's well, great. That's, that's how I felt when we did the Beer City Open. It was such an awesome experience, and uh, it just made me want to become a better player and do tournaments as much as I possibly can. Yep. I would say if you thought that Beer City – because Beer City was great, but this is, like, crazy. It's, <laughs> like, it's – go pickleball. Yes, go pickleball. Well said, Cassie. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. We definitely appreciate it. We hope that you uh, join us again in the very near future. Yeah, absolutely. Live reporting. I got you. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and that's my signature move. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you guys. Yes. Awesome. Thanks, Cassie. You're welcome. So that was pretty awesome right there. That was Cassie live in Las Vegas. Well, I mean, it was live at the time we recorded it was live at the time we pre recorded that segment. <laughs> yes, we pre recorded a live segment that was shot live. That we're playing for you, not live. Right. On this pre-edited show that's going to air later than when we're recording this one. Yes. But anyway, regardless, that was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. I really do think that we should reach out to her and see if she does. If she's she's serious about becoming our on-site reporter for a lot of these tournaments that she's playing in. 
Yeah, I would absolutely love if she was our field correspondent, our live pickleball tournament field correspondent. Yes. She could be the uh, your guys' April to your Ninja Turtles. Oh, yes. yes. Like Great it. reference. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's cool. What Ninja Turtle would you be? Um, I've always liked Raphael. Yeah. I think I'm Donatello. Little little nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Matt? I think I go Michelangelo, just like trying yeah. to party, you know, like yeah. always. Like that, that's it, so. It's a good Bitchin'. choice. Yeah, woo! <laughs> Cowabunga! <laughs> nice, man. So, Matt, uh, have you ever played pickleball before? No! What is this sport that you guys keep talking about? I got to give you guys credit, too. In the uh, episode 22, uh, you guys talked to uh, Paddletech's CEO and owner, and he talked about how every time you bring it up to people at work, uh, people just laugh at you and say all these things. Do you know how much shade I get thrown at from my friends when I mention this? Like, especially comic friends. That, that's all they want to do is be like, what, what is this? And they're just like, <laughs> so when they give me my intros or anything now, they're just like, you know, I'm from pickleball and it's just terrible from it all. But uh, I do have to deal with that consistently from my friends, but I am obsessed with this sport and I have no idea like how it became like this. <laughs> like one of my friends through the sport who came a friend outside of it, his name's Shane Stokes, um, he's a 5 He's uh, We always have this conversation all the time. He'll be like, why do we like this so much? And <laughs> I try to narrow it down. And just like, I think I just love the fact that like, this is a sport now that the competitiveness in me knows that I can actually get better. Like everything else I've ever played in my lifetime now, it's over. <laughs> like I'm not going to get better at baseball anymore. I'm not going to get right. better at football anymore. It's like I can see myself actually getting better, actually moving up, actually winning more medals, doing all these things. It's like, I think that's it. And it's just so nice to get out and like compete again and get back to my hothead roots on the pickleball court. So, Oh yeah. And what I love about it, like seriously, any age person can play pickleball. That's what's so great about it. You can play with anybody of any age and have fun with it, but then you can take it super serious and get really competitive and play with really high quality players and it's even more fun. And no offense, Eddie, but a couple weeks ago, I played with an 82-year-old, and he was no joke the best partner I've ever had. <laughs> he was amazing. 82 years old, and he was an amazing partner. Yeah, you know I live in Naples, right? I do. And you know that everybody I play with is 82 years old, right? Touche. Touche. <laughs> That's the mean average age for you down there. Like, you're the only reason why it's pulling to 82. It should be 90. If you weren't playing, the mean age would be 90. So you're pulling it down. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yeah, that people joke that when they retire and go to Florida, their parents move to Naples. And it's true, man. <laughs> I love it. I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. But, but like, it's hard to believe. I, like, just a little over a year ago, I didn't know what pickleball was. Um, it's been, been pretty much exactly a year since I first started playing, and this past year, it's consumed my entire life, and I, I love it. Yeah, when did you start playing, Matt? Probably about two, two and change years ago. Um, I, I heard you say that you always ask everybody how they got to start. It's, I, my mom is fortunate enough to be a retired teacher. She rents a place um, in Arizona for roughly about six weeks, from about late February through 
uh, about first week of April. And uh, my aunt owns a place in the community that she rents a place. And so my cousins are down there and my cousins, like really good friends of mine, he kept telling me we come down there. He's like, you got to play the sport pickleball. You got to play sports pickleball. And it's the joke that we always talk about it because it's old age and all this nonsense. But I thought it was shuffleboard. I thought it was like bocce ball. I thought it was a leisure activity that you do like with like a solo cup in hand. Like <laughs> I had no idea what it was. And frankly, when we played, um, I got in the night and we went out and got intoxicated and I was extremely hungover the next morning. And he's like, you want to play pickleball? And I was like, I, I don't want to like just start drinking again. He's like, we're not going to drink. And then when he brought me to the court, I was like, Oh, okay. So I had a decent hangover and we only played singles at that time. I played five games of singles and the hangover was completely gone. It was just <laughs> sheer exhaustion and it was a lot of fun. And my cousin is six, seven, uh, 250 pounds. And he used to play like collegiate division one football and he's so hard to hit anything past. So he smoked me in every single game and stuff. I couldn't even make him run because I didn't know what I was doing, but I Googled, Grand Rapids pickleball because I was down there for roughly a week and when I found a club while I was down there by the time I got home I had Amazon deliver me two terrible balls and two terrible wood paddles <laughs> so I could go up to the local courts and go look like an idiot over in the corner courts and stuff too so it's it I can't imagine anything without it at this point now because it's such a stupid addiction. It's something that I try to find myself scheduling in more and more and more. <laughs> like this is stupid and amazing all at once. I've I've have come to understand people's dumb interests more because of pickleball. <laughs> like really, I used to be like, why would anybody be into that? Like X Y Z, insert the blank. And now that I'm like, oh yeah, I do weird stuff too. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you, pickleball, making me realize I'm also a nerd too. <laughs> well, one funny thing, uh, for me, anytime I have a day off work, the first thing I do is go onto the USAPA places to play website, find out where I can play. And I schedule my entire day off around where within 30 miles I can play pickleball. <laughs> yep. That's the way to do it, man. That way you always have a place to play. Yes. Yep. I mean, it, you know, and that, that app is so great because sometimes if I'm traveling and I want to know, Hey, where can I play? It gives you all the details about it, where you can go. It also talks about like the friendliness of it. Mm -hmm. You know, does it cost anything? Is it public? Is it private? So right. I think it's a great app to have on your phone. Yep. It tells you, is it good for beginners? Is it good for intermediate? Is it for competitive players? Uh, yeah, it's a, a great app. And uh, yeah, I recommend it to anybody who doesn't know where to play. Check it out. Yes. Dude, actually, I've, I've accepted comedy gigs because of the pickleball. Like places to play. That's not a joke. There's a place up in Alpena, Michigan, which is middle of nowhere. And um, somebody was offering me this gig, and I was just like, "Where are the places to play?" In the event center that I performed at had pickleball on Saturday mornings, and I was doing shows Friday night and Saturday. And I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Absolutely, I'll take that. But then it was funny because uh, my girlfriend and I played the next morning, and we were like celebrities to this group of Alpena people in the middle of January. They were like. Oh yeah, we all want to play with you, and they'd come and play with us on the court. It was like so ridiculous, but places to play app got that to come through. So yeah, and because of that app, I learned that East Towers, Michigan, which is a city that I 
pretty much I spent my entire summers in growing up. And for the last five years, there's been a huge pickleball community there that plays. And it just it kind of makes me upset because I wish I would have known about pickleball when I was younger. And I wish it was there because I would have spent every single day of my summer playing pickleball if if it existed at that place and I knew about it at that time. Yeah. Uh, so, Matt, what kind of paddle do you play with? Oh, I play with the best paddle, in my opinion, on the market. Uh, paddle Tech. Paddle, I play with the EXL Bantam. And I got mine custom made to basically freak out some of the uh, retirees that have been in the court. <laughs> and wondering what gang symbol I threw on my paddle. Um, I play with a Wu-Tang paddle. Um, it says nice. protect your neck. Uh, <laughs> that's the best way to read it. Uh, it is um, ridiculous because I really wanted to get a paddle that just had something on it that like brought more uh, hip-hop element to pickleball, which is probably 1% of pickleball, but it's been a lot of fun. I like got the Beer City open and moved indoors. And uh, through glass, um, I was setting my paddle in my bag, like so. And um, somebody knocked on the glass on the other side of this part that we were playing. And he was like, is that your paddle? And um, I figured it out. And I was like, yeah, that's my paddle. And he was like, oh, my God. And he threw up the Wu-Tang symbol. And it was so funny to be like, see, yes, yes. Like. It's going to be a 1% of people that know what this is. I get more often than not people like, what kind of paddle is that? Even though it clearly <laughs> has a P in every part. It says paddle tech all over it in every way. But people just have never seen it like that. So it's, it's awesome. I love playing with it. I love saying protect your neck on a winner. So Yeah, that's great. Well, what kind of paddles do you guys play with? Well, it's funny that he asks because uh, Eddie and I actually had a custom paddle tech paddle made. We did. It's also a Bantam EXL. It is. And we just so happened to have them with us right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. That. Two sides to it, man. So I actually play with the EXL as my main paddle anyway, but to get a custom Eddie and Webby Paddletech EXL, dude, these things are amazing, man. When first time I saw this, I had tears in my eyes because this yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, I am not kidding. When when this when the package got delivered that had these in it, I got goosebumps immediately. <laughs> and this is incredible. I absolutely love this. Yeah, this was a really cool treat. We talked a little bit about it with a. Uh, with Curtis on our last podcast, but we got them and we love yes. them. Uh, the bad thing is though, like, like I said, when we talked to Curtis, like I'm, I'm afraid to use this. It's so pretty. Yeah. I don't want to mess it up. I know. That's why I, I, I was hoping we could get a couple, each of us to have like one on display and then play with them. But maybe we just play with it for tournaments, you know, and see what happens. Yeah. I can see that. That's, that's not a bad idea. Just for tournament use only. Yeah. I mean, Curtis told us they're not designed to be on our shelf or sitting in our bag. Right. They're designed to be played with. So I think we got to respect that. I'm jealous of the uh, double-sided, the black and the white on each side. That is a unique touch. I like that. And the, to be honest, like, if you look at this, I mean, granted, mine's all black, but 
I've been playing with this since June, and it shows so little wear and tear in the sense. I mean, around the edges and stuff, and me throwing it from missed shots <laughs> probably doesn't help it at all. But no, it's uh, it, you'll you'll be impressed. I know what you meant because I felt like the same thing that you're like, you know what? I didn't want to touch this thing, but you'll be amazed by how much you do it. And when anyone takes photo of you guys playing on the court, it looks cool as hell when you guys have that battle logo in the shot. Yeah. Oh, I actually have already tried out what it looks like to have the metal in front of it because (laughs) that's going to happen again very soon with Webby and me. I haven't tried it yet. Let me see what that feels like on the other side of the paddle. Yeah, do the white. The white shows what color the metal is, I think. Oh, yeah. That is not bad. I like the way that looked. But I'm currently using the, uh, the Bantam TS5 and I've been using it for a while and I've put it to good use and there's it's it really does not show any wear so yeah. we probably should just go ahead and use them yep um but I just yeah they're so pretty they're so pretty Mwah. I know <laughs> I'm gonna sleep with mine tonight for sure sleep with your medals on and your paddle underneath your pillow that's just how I envision the Detroit stay for the two of you that's awesome well man I, I feel like we could talk pickleball all night. And uh, I love this topic, but there's actually a couple other things we want to touch on pickleball here real quick. So I was playing in East Naples a couple weeks ago and a woman came up to me and she's like, you look familiar. Are you from Michigan? And I'm like, yeah, okay. She's like, uh, do, do you know a guy named Webby? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh my God, you're Eddie. I listened to your podcast. I played with Webby at Freedom Park in Canton. You know, we we live in Plymouth during the summertime, and we have a place here in Naples during the winter. And she was all about it. Like she knew everything about us. It was no great. Way. Yeah, that was the first time I ever felt like we had a fan approach us out of nowhere. Uh, and big shout out to you, Debbie. I had a lot of fun playing with you and your husband Tony that day. That was a lot of fun. That's awesome. And I always I always said, like, that's how we know we've made it if we're on the street and somebody recognizes us from the channel. <laughs> yes. So. It's official. We've made it. We've made it. Yes. <laughs> we do joke about that a lot, right? But it, it really was kind of cool to see somebody that was a fan of our work actually, you know, see us in person and then got a chance to play pickleball with them. Found out that they live in a community that's only a few miles down the road where they play pickleball at. So there's a chance that our communities might be able to play against each other. But that was a lot of fun. And I look forward to playing with them a lot more. Yeah, that is very cool. Yep. And uh, recently I played out at Mary Lou Murray Rec Center in Ann Arbor. And uh, the last couple of times I've played there, people have said, hey, aren't, aren't you the guy that makes the videos, the pickleball videos? Aren't you the uh, the pickleball anthem guy? So, or, do, or do they say like, hey, Sonny, aren't you aren't you the guy that makes those, those videos on the YouTubes? <laughs> that, yeah, that's exactly what yeah. they say. Would you like a butterscotch here? Yeah. Is that, no? Is that not how it happens? No, not at all. Okay. But, <laughs> That's it's pretty close though. All right, all right, we're good. <laughs> I just like that the one fan that approached you just happened to rhyme with Eddie and Webby too as well. That like your fan <laughs> is right. Debbie. So I love that. Right. She's just like I just need a cool name like you guys. My my name's Debbie. I'm Debbie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She actually really goes by Debra, but she's like I'm gonna change it to Debbie so that really, uh, <laughs> right. sounds more like Eddie and Webby. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. So, Webby. Yes. Something pretty cool happened yesterday to you when it comes to pickleball, huh? It did. I feel like I just kind of lobbed that over to you right now. Ha <laughs> ha, lob. 
Nice pickleball reference there. Yes. So what happened? So yeah, yesterday was a pretty incredible day for me. Um, we Well, first off, I've talked about this. Actually, just last week, I talked about how I was going to have a meeting with the manager of the Hype Recreation Center in Wayne, Michigan. That meeting went so good that he wanted open pickleball to start pretty much immediately. So as a matter of fact, yesterday was the first scheduled open pickleball playtime at the rec center in Wayne, Michigan. And Eddie was there with me. It was a, a very momentous occasion. We were recording an intro segment. And as we were recording, out of the corner of my eye, I see somebody start walking towards us. And in my mind, I was thinking, please don't get in our video <laughs> shot. Uh, I'm going to get very annoyed if you do. He did come into our video shot. He started talking to me, but I'm glad that he did because it ended up being the district USAPA ambassador for Michigan, for the area of Michigan that I live in. And uh, he came to tell me that I have been promoted from USAPA member to USAPA ambassador. That's right. Yes. Oh, yeah. Webby is officially a USAPA ambassador now. Yes, man. That was pretty awesome. Uh, So Blair, he was the one that reached out to me a week ago, and he said, hey, don't ruin the surprise, but, you know, we want to make Webby an ambassador. What about integrating it somehow into either a video or your YouTube channel? And I was like, well, I'm going to be in town. We're going to be doing the, you know, the trial run at Hype. Let's do it, man. Come on out. We can shoot a great video. You can present him with the with the award. We can totally surprise him. Uh, so, I mean, were you surprised? I, I was extremely surprised. I had I had no idea. Uh, and it's funny because on the car ride to Hype, you were asking me, like, so what's going on with the, the USAPA ambassadorship? Because because Eddie knew that I had uh, I had submitted my application weeks ago. And I was like, man, I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything recently. So I, I don't know if I just don't know, don't have what it takes or what. I don't know what's going on. And I, I was kind of bummed about it because people kept telling me like, oh, you should apply. You'll easily become an ambassador. And I was starting to get the impression that like I, I just didn't have what it takes and I was not going to become an ambassador. So I definitely had no idea whatsoever. I can't believe that you guys pulled this off the way that you did. And like the timing was absolutely perfect. Um, the day of the uh, the first open pickleball play that we helped set up, and uh, we we were shooting the video, and and Blair just comes out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, I was I was just uh, I was very shocked and surprised about the whole thing. Well, good man. Well, that's what we were hoping for. So yeah, glad it was awesome. Uh, a very memorable moment in my life. One of my life highlights for sure. Yeah, uh, it was awesome. I I can't thank you and Blair and everybody that's part of the USAPA enough. And uh, I hope that I that I make the USAPA proud. Yeah, that was really cool. And in fact, we got the whole thing on video, which you can watch by clicking right here or there, somewhere around here. Go ahead and click right up here. About there, I yeah. think you'll find it by clicking there. <laughs> um, so, what do we refer to you now? Um, so, yeah, from here on out, uh, you should probably refer to me as Ambassador Webby. Okay. I can get on board with that. I can see that. AW. I like that. You got, you're going to kill it. You guys as a team are absolutely exactly what this sport needs. 
And exactly what Curtis said, you guys are actually making the thing cool by doing this podcast. <laughs> so they need an ambassador Webby to do that. And hopefully um, they send you ambassador medals as cool as you gotten from the Beer City Open. Hey, I would gladly accept. <laughs> yes, that'd be cool to have an ambassador medal as well. It would, although I feel like it's going to be hard to top this medal. Like still, yeah. I have not seen a medal cooler looking than this Beer City Open medal. I totally agree, man. It's the best. The the literal like the suds in the beer are such a nice detail. So yes, this medal is definitely one of the best I've seen on a lot of people. Not on me, but I've seen them on a lot of other people. So. <laughs> no, but seriously though, as ambassador, like it is my personal mission to to get it more accessible to younger people because the sport by far is geared towards senior citizens and uh, like especially where I live, there's not many open pickleball options for people that work a nine to five job. So like my first goal is to, to make open pickleball in the evenings. So people our age, people that work full time have a place to play. Well, that's awesome. Well, I'm really, I'm, I'm super, I'm super happy for you. I think this is a great, I think you're going to do a great job for the USAPA. Uh, I'm excited to see what you can do. Yeah. Thanks it. man. I appreciate it very much. Yes. The places you will go, Webby. <laughs> Well, great conversation. Um, I feel like that's the show. What do you think? Um, I feel like we've talked about a lot of great things, but I feel like we could easily go on for hours longer. Um, but yeah, it probably is a good time to end the show. I think so. Matt, we can't thank you enough for being on the show. You were a great guest host. I'm excited to see uh, who picks Team Matt versus Team Glenn. <laughs> yes. I love it. That's going to yeah. be a great hashtag. See what's yes. out there, brother. So, but Matt, yeah, like you were a great, a great guest host. Um, I thought it was great how you called out Glenn, but boy, but boy, the repercussions, <laughs> the repercussions uh, that you are about to face. I'm afraid. Woo! I'm afraid of anybody that describes the Bud Light of having mouth feel. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Glenn, get your kill shot ready because. <laughs> I am ready to as well. But no, sincerely, thank you guys for having me on. I am truly so happy. When I saw you guys came out to the Beer City Open, I was literally upset that I didn't get to see you guys when you guys were in town or meet you guys while you're here. So I feel like between all these text messages and everything else, man, you guys are doing great thing for being able to make it be cool. You mentioned bringing youth to the sport. This is completely a way to bring youth to the sport and legitimizing it at all. Man, pickleball thug life, it doesn't get more youthful than that. So they're getting everyone involved with situations like that. It's it's so good for the sport. It's cool. It combines all the islands of everything else. And uh, I love to come back as long as uh, Glenn will have me, you know? <laughs> oh, for sure. I feel like at some point we should have Glenn and Matt. You guys can talk about it. Oh, that's let's right. Go, Glenn. Let's go. <laughs> Poor Glenn has no idea he's being talked trash to right now. No, no idea. At all, I can't. I can't wait till Glenn finds out about this. <laughs> for sure, man. Coming for you, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> Episode twenty-three. Like MJ, we dunking from the free throw line. Boy! Oh snap! <laughs> nice, man. Well, honestly, Matt, you're welcome on the show anytime. Uh, I'm super excited to hear your new podcast coming up. And honestly, guys. Follow him on Instagram, Party Girl Chica four twenty. He's got some good stuff out there, man. I like. I, I always look forward to when you have a new post coming. So, thanks, man. Appreciate it. 
I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a bigger year for pickleball all around. And now that we got uh, an ambassador on the Eddie and Webby show, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Drink up. Yes. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, this is podcast 23. So there's 23 of our listeners out there still. So thank you very much. You know who you are, all 23 of you. Um, if you'd like to give us feedback, which we would love to get from you, you can throw it in the comments down below. You can tweet to us or you can Instagram to us. I don't know if that's a verb, but I'm still going to use it as a verb. It's a verb, a noun, a pronoun, and an adjective, if you didn't know that. All in one. Yes. Yes. Tweet us, Instagram us, both at Eddie and Webby. You can download the Anchor app and leave us a voice message, and it's likely we will play it on the air like we did tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, download the Pickleball Anthem on iTunes and all other music platforms that you can download music from, right? It is also Shazamable. So if you happen to be playing it or hearing it somewhere, you bust open Shazam, it's going to identify the Pickleball Anthem. That's how you know your music makes it. Like yes. Shazamable. <laughs> the next goal for the Pickleball Anthem is to make it show up on touch tunes. Yeah. If that happens, then then we've made it. And then, of course... The uh, I think the Grammys are coming up in February. Um, we submitted an entry for the best pickleball themed hip hop category. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that we have a good chance in that category. Do we decide between Post Malone or Kendrick Lamar to perform with us? We... Um, I think Post Malone. I think we... Post Malone would be great, even though he's a Bud Light fan. Glenn is a Bud Light fan as well, and we had yeah. a great time with Glenn. So maybe we'll still have a great time with Post Malone on stage. Mm. Well, the category you guys submitted to is often like the no rules category, whereas there's only one entry for hip hop, pickleball, Grammy Award, and there's only one uh, uh, Vietnamese uh, porter. So, That's right. We're guaranteed is- to medal like we did at the BCO. Yes. <laughs> guaranteed. So. Yeah. And on that note, I'm Party Girl Chica, 420. And I'm Eddie. And until next time, this is Webby. Actually, this is Ambassador Webby, not Eddie, signing off. So, yeah. And to go along with that, I just want to say, uh, uh, that was not a good, that was not a good burp. No, that was the worst. <laughs> cut that, cut that part out. Yep. Say that's going to be on what's going on Twitter next week. So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>